Hey folks, you're listening to a bonus episode of Season 3 of How to Win a Campaign, where you'll get an insider's perspective that teaches you not only how to run, but how to win. I'm Martin Diego Garcia. And I'm Joe Fold. And welcome to this episode, the supply chain episode of How to Win a Campaign. You can find us at CMPWRKSHP on Twitter, at the Campaign Workshop on Instagram. And thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out season three if you haven't already. Absolutely. But today we're talking about all things supply chain issues. And you may have heard about this in the news or experienced some disruption or delays in everyday items that you're actually trying to get. But supply chain issues are also really impacting the political and the advocacy space, particularly if you're thinking about planning or plan to run a campaign this year or next year. So it's really important to be prepared. The supply chain issues will cause a little bit of stress when it comes to some of your communications you might be trying to doing and or outreach this year due to a couple of things, right? Labor shortages, shipping delays, paper shortages, envelope shortages, and the list goes on. And we're going to hopefully shed some light on how to be prepared in this particular episode. So Joe, first and foremost, can you briefly explain the supply chain issues that our listeners should be aware of? All right. So you, Martin, just gave the top lines, but let me first talk about what supply chain is and why it matters to you in politics. So when we talk about the supply chain, what we're doing is talking about all of the things that involve materials that will be a part of your campaign. And honestly, we're going to talk a little bit about media channels that will be affected by supply chain too. We'll go into that in detail. But as someone who does strategy, digital, and direct mail, let's start with the end of that sentence, which is direct mail has a lot of supply chain issues. So we have printing, we have people who print things. We also have to truck things from place to place. We have certain kinds of paper. We have envelopes. We have all sorts of different things that you do when it comes to printing direct mail pieces. Well, all of that is affected by the supply chain. First and foremost, anywhere between, depending on the kind of paper or material you're using, between 50% to 70% of the paper we use is not US-based. So it's on a ship somewhere. It's coming into the U.S. to then be used in politics or advocacy or membership, however you're using it. So what that means right now, where we have a war going on, we had all of these issues around supply chain before that happened, things are just going to get increasingly tighter. And because of the way packaging and printing works, some folks who were originally printing paper have moved their plants to be shipping things like boxes or other kinds of materials for packaging, which has moved away from printing paper that you would use. Right. I mean, I live here in Long Beach and right Long Beach port is right here. And so I would walk down to the water and just see lines and lines and lines of shipment containers just hanging out out there for multiple reasons, right? Like there was COVID restrictions, there was labor shortages, whatever it was. And I think they're finally starting to get, but to your point, right? Like a lot of folks were going to the grocery store to find toilet paper or paper towels. And those were in short supply. So you can imagine, right? Like that 
the supply and demand, whereas these printers are sort of switching to do different things, the actual paper that we need to use is no longer as available as it once was. Can I talk about the lowly envelope, Martine? I was going to say, what are the other things we need to be thinking about in terms of shortages? So when it comes to paper, you've thought about those large rolls of paper that go in a printing press. That is a problem. And so if you are printing, you need to reserve paper. We'll talk more about that later. But if you are someone that is using letter packages, this is for a nonprofit for fundraising. It could be membership material. However, you're using a letter package. There is a national envelope shortage. This is not something that I have made up to try and get people to call me so I can talk to you about supply chain. Not at all. This is a real thing. And so if you are using envelopes, you need to find them and reserve them way ahead of time. Again, whether it's paper or whether it is envelopes, you're looking at trying to reserve your paper at least a month before you need it. I would say even further, right? We are working now with planning with clients for races in September and October or uses in September and October to be working with our printers to plan that now. So envelopes, a problem, but paper in general, a problem. And a word that has become synonymous with a lot of things over the last couple of years, right? Unprecedented, right? Like this has never actually happened before, Joe. Like, I mean, in your career in doing direct mail, how does this even compare? Last, I would say, election cycle, people started asking me supply chain questions. That was the first time in the long time that I've been in this business. I started working professionally in this business in 1990, so I am officially old. I would say that that is the first time I've ever had supply chain problems before. But now with printing, we have to reserve paper, not only reserve printing time, which we always had done, but reserve paper paper. So that to me is a brand new thing that we have to do that the supply chain crisis has brought. I would imagine, right, with all of these shortages and these supply chain issues you're talking about, that somehow this is affecting the pricing that campaigns are seeing when it comes to these particular things. Could you talk a little bit about how that's impacting prices or how that'll change? Oh, yeah. I mean, so one paper is its own sort of crazy market, and that is increasing costs. We've seen costs go up from anywhere 10% at the low end to 30% or more at the high end, depending on what your needs are. And then we've also, because of things like shipping and again, labor shortages and cost of labor and all of that, that is increasing pricing across the board. So one big thing is that if you got a bid from someone two years ago, telling you how much direct mail or frankly, anything you're doing in a campaign cost, it's now to get on the phone and talk to them and really ask what those costs are going to be. But it is very hard to pin down right now, even from someone who is working on this on a daily basis. Out of curiosity, just outside of sort of paper and envelopes, anything else that campaigns are doing in like the TV, radio production, digital space that this would impact? Well, so... (laughs) What I would say is in the anything that involves people, those costs are going up. So labor costs are increasing. So I would say production costs across the board have gone up in whatever you are doing. Those labor costs have increased. 
also what I'd say is there's less labor to go around in specialized fields. So things might take longer. I also would say the other piece to really look at is that when it comes to TV, there's a finite amount of broadcast TV, of television. So of course that has become a scarcer and scarcer market and less and less people are watching TV. So people are buying more of it and then they're trying to use other mediums. So that becomes more difficult. I would say with digital, because now, and I wouldn't say it's due to supply chain, but I'd say in conjunction with supply chain, we have a bunch of security concerns when it comes to the world of digital. So approval of ads are taking longer, or if they're being approved at all, it's just the world, the world we live in with sort of concerns over cyber warfare. So that is taking longer. So all of these things, I would say, plan things out, take more time, put yourself in a position where you are being proactive versus reactive in every bit of medium you do. Doesn't it sound happy, Martine? I was going to say, I think we just threw a lot at our listeners and a lot of doom and gloom, but don't you dare panic. Luckily, we have the brilliant brain of Joe Fold to help us think through what we can be doing right now to prepare. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into those things that Joe just mentioned. So right after the break, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some solutions we've thought about to these problems. We'll be right back. And we're back. So thank you, Joe, for overviewing all of the issues that we are currently uh, facing when it comes to uh, supply chains and what's currently happening and what potentially is on the horizon. So as I mentioned, right, I think our listeners are probably wondering, what do I do? <laughs> so could you talk a little bit about what they should be doing to prepare? Yeah. So the first thing that I will say is don't panic. I think whenever your program is, there are still options for you and there are still really great options. Again, what I'd say is our union printers have been amazing in talking to us and communicating with us, but that communication is a two-way street. We're calling to them and talking with them all the time. They are then responding back and engaging. So first thing I'd say is plan, 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 whatever you're doing, mail, digital, television, radio, all of those things plan it out earlier and keep refining your plan. What I will also tell you is scarcity can create brilliance. Don't just put yourself in a box to say, well, I don't have envelopes, therefore I can't do mail. Think about what is another way that you could create a eight and a half by 11 glue tab piece that takes the place of an envelope, but is cheaper than an envelope. Think about what are ways that, or instead of using a reply device, test using a QR code, try different things and talk to your printers and your suppliers about what is available and what may be other unique, different options, sizes, colors, all of that to try some different things that may actually stand out in the mailbox and force you to do something a little bit different than you've ever done before. You and I have both had conversations already early this year around the planning and whether you're planning as a single organization or with a coalition, right? Knowing that there are still some pieces to figure out of what's happening both in the political and the advocacy space this year, that's not to say that you can't be thinking about, am I going to be running canvassing? Are there enough people to canvass? Am I going to be sending mail? 
how much mail do I think I'm going to be sending? If you can start really putting some thought into those places, it's really going to help out once the rubber meets the road and you're actually going to be maybe running into some of these challenges as it comes to supply issues. But as folks are thinking about preparing and processing these supply chain issues, what should they be thinking about and how can they be as prepared as possible? Start early, have a written plan, think about what is the strategy, think about that first, and then what are the tactics that you're going to be using and realize that three resources in a campaign, people, time, and money, think about how all those things are going to be stretched and really, really think about your budget. I know that some people hate to have conversations about money, have conversations about money and engage and especially engage with the groups and organizations that you're working with or your team and just be very upfront about that there are problems. I mean, Martine, I wanted to dig in to your expertise here is when you're working with a coalition or a group of folks and you're going to have a hard conversation about something like this, where do you start? With honesty and transparency and just letting folks know it's nobody's fault, right? And we, we don't need to place blame anywhere. We just need to really circle the wagons to start thinking about things earlier than probably we normally have. And I feel like we sound like a broken record every election season. Start early, start early, start early. But it's really going to help. I think one of my favorite things that Joe Fold always says is, you know, that month you wish you would have had or those couple days you wish you would have had coming on election day, you have them right now. And so you need to be utilizing them effectively, right? Because when you think about budget, yes, think about money, but you also need to think about people in time, right? Do you have more people and therefore you need maybe a little less money? Do you have more money, but you need a little bit more time? How do you sort of balance all of those things so that you're able to look at your budget holistically and really understand what you're able to do? And I think if you have those honest conversations about what you as an organization to bring to the table and what you need from other folks in your coalition to bring to the table, I think the more you're able to put these things out in front and get people thinking about them, hopefully the less painful these supply issues will be for your campaign. And the better your campaign will be. Your campaign will be better if you think through this. And understanding, again, that you know necessity is the mother of invention. Think about how you utilize that. Maybe having a crew come in to film your campaign isn't realistic and you're going to focus more first on user-generated content and how to do that. There are some great blog posts at thecampaignworkshop.com on developing user-generated content. Check it out. Again, maybe you have a replacement for an envelope. Maybe you, instead of being able to do paid canvas, have to do a very focused volunteer canvas, but you have to start that much earlier. Think about all these things and really think about what your wish list is and your must-haves for your campaign to strategically win. That's the goal. You want to win regardless of whether it's advocacy or political campaigns or member communication. You have a lot of options if you do it early, if you think through it early. And like to your point earlier, you can get creative, right? I think what the last two years have taught us because of the pandemic and has flipped sort of everything on its head and not allowed us to keep doing the same thing that we'd done before over and over again is it allowed us to use our creative brains again and rethink how can we communicate? How can we make this more efficient? How can we continue to reach folks and get folks to move to action, right, or vote? And 
harness that, right? Like use that momentum coming off these last two years where we had to turn everything virtual and you had to figure out how to do it. Think about what that looks like now. Continue to be creative in these spaces, but you need the time to do that. So one more time, start early. And take a deep breath, give yourself some grace and give yourself some options. If option A doesn't work for you, what's option B? If option B doesn't work, what is option C? Think through this. And again, that is where the creativity comes in. And what I will say is most folks are not, you know, you're a little weird. You're walking around the neighborhood and you're listening to a podcast on the political supply chain. So you are an odd person. If you're hearing my voice right now, you are strange. That is a good thing. We are strange too. Feel free to reach out to us if you have questions about the supply chain. Campaign Workshop is here to help. But again, we are not the only ones. But if you need help or resources, we're happy to chat with you. But the earlier you think about it, the more you plan this out, the better you're going to be. And frankly, your campaign will have a competitive edge if you're thinking about this now. Definitely. Well, thank you, Joe. That is a wrap for this bonus episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you have specific questions or comments, or as Joe mentioned, need to pick our brains on about supply chain issues or how we can help you, don't hesitate to contact us using the social media or the email address in the show description. Well, that's it. Thanks again for listening to another great episode of How to Win a Campaign. We will be back with more bonus episodes over the next few weeks or months. If you ever need anything, reach out to us at Campaign Workshop. Thanks so much. And be sure to like, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, this is Martin Diego Garcia. And Joe Fold, breaking down how to win a campaign. How to win a campaign is Joe Fold, Martin Diego Garcia, Elizabeth Rowe, Carrie Yanata, Gabriella Zwaffler, and Hope Ledford. Music by Mike Pinto. Sound editing by The Sound Sanagoma. Special thanks to the team at the Campaign Workshop. Please review, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.